Hello everybody, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Aces Up the Sleeve. I'm Patty, co-hosting with the co-managing partners of Pocket Aces Racing, Jared Shoemaker and Mark Wampler. And today we are going to sit down, we're going to talk about um, our two-year-old availability and maybe a little bit in uh, Miss Spellbook if we just have some time towards the end of it. But we have some really cool horses that we just really wanted to sit down and take a deep dive on and, and share with you guys just a little bit of our excitement for them and um, before we get going, Jared, if you want to start, like, how are you doing? And then Mark, if you want to chime in and tell us how you're doing. Yeah. I know it's been raining, so how are we enjoying our lovely warm rain? Because it, it's not freezing now, so I guess we're yeah, getting better. It, it's it's not it's not uh, two degrees out, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> um, you know, the dogs are a little wet when they come in and, you know, jump up on my lap after they've been outside. But, uh, hey, you know what? No complaints. If uh, if a wet dog in my lap's the worst thing that happens to me today, I'm in pretty good shape. I'm in the same boat. I can live with the snow, so it's a, it's an improvement, uh, you know, over the last week with the negative temperatures and snow. I'll I'll take fifty degrees and raining. <laughs> I think that's all of us at this point. I'm so tired of seeing slush. Like I'm yeah. just I'm averse to it. Like get rid of it. I don't want to see it. Goodbye. So it didn't take long for it to clear out. That's oh for yeah. Sure. I'm very happy you did. I'm very happy. So where, um, so I guess we can, we can just roll, go right ahead and roll into our episode. Um, do we want to start with our lone cult, the Tom's Day Taw, and then go from there and get to the Phillies? Well, I, I just want to give, just get, kind of give, you know, again, I, I don't normally like to have an episode where I feel like all we're doing is just, you know, promoting sales Self, of the horses. Self-promotion. not really what the, this was started about, before, yeah. you know? Uh, we, we want to give him information and, and provide, you know, knowledge and, you know, introduce people to our trainers and the other folks that we work with and just, you know, th things, things of that nature and just talk about racing in general. Uh, but, but really feel like, you know, we've, we've had a couple of different partnerships that uh, with horses that have retired, a couple others that have uh, come to conclusion with some claims and, and whatnot, and just felt like this, you know, we wanted to, to dive in a little deeper on these four horses in particular. We've talked a lot about them before in some other episodes, but not really on a, you know, an in-depth detailed level, like we, we hope to talk about them today. And just cause you know, we don't want people to fall asleep and, and miss out on these, you know, where we're, um, you know, we know everybody can't be in on every single horse that we have, but we just wanted to give a little more information, a little deeper dive. Uh, so everybody can be fully informed on what's available and, and you know, maybe they've had questions. I talked to somebody last night that's interested in a couple of the horses, and I said, "Hey, you know, listen, listen to our podcast uh, this week, and and you'll uh, you'll get to hear a little bit more about them." So that that's why we're doing this today. And and again, you know, not not to just be promoting and trying to sell you, but just want to make sure that that everybody that listens has got all the information that we, that we can give them on these on these offerings. And something I wanted to say before we um, we got into any of the individuals, as I was looking as, at our crop of two-year-olds, current two-year-olds, and these four that we have availability in, um, I was really, more so than any other year, I think we've got a little bit of everything, you know, when I think of the whole group. Um, we've got horses that we think are going to be early. We got horses that we think are going to be a little later to mature that are wanna, gonna, going to want to go a route of ground and be those kind of hopefully classic distance type of horses. Uh, we got horses that we think are turf. We got horses that we think are dirt. We've got some, you know, some sprint types. Some, like I said before, route of ground horses. So I think there's a, a something for just about anybody and everybody in this bunch. 
Well, I, you can you can definitely share some thoughts on 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 those uh, specifics as we go through each one because you know that's the sort of thing I get asked all the time, and I know you do too. Oh, you always see this horse. Is this horse going to run early? Is this going to yeah, run yeah, on yeah. the dirt and that sort of thing? And obviously, you know, it's 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 our best guess at this point yeah, because yeah. they will make you look foolish. Uh, you know, you think you know you, you by breeding and physical, you think you know what they're going to like, uh, but sometimes they will uh, they'll be a little more uh, versatile and. Or they'll just do the opposite of what you think. You just can't yeah, always tell for sure. Absolutely. We'll give you our best guess now. And um, But like I say, I, I, I think there's a, a little bit – at the end of the day, we just want a good horse that can run – you know, that can r run well doing anything, you know. But right. uh, some of these look like they're certain types. And, um, yeah, we can get into the particulars of which ones are which. All right. So, yeah, Patty, uh, you, you mentioned the Tom's the Tot Colt, so uh, so we can sure talk about him. Well, and I know I posted stuff on our on our Facebook, uh, some just, just kind of like the little did you know posts that I've been posting over the last couple of days. And people, a bunch of my a bunch of my friends have texted me and they're like, who is that gorgeous looking just hunk on your on your Facebook page? And I'm like, Listen to the podcast. So we'll start with it first, ladies. We're starting with him first, just for you. <laughs> well, I would say physic. You know what you hit on there, Patty. Um, physically, he's just so impressive. He, um, and he's a horse that every time I go to see him, you know, we bought him in September. I go to see him a couple of weeks later. I see him in October, and every time I, in you know, all throughout the year, every time I see him, I'm just liking him more and more and more and there's a when you buy yearlings in september there's that holding your breath for the next 30 days 60 days is the horse you bought when you get it home what you thought you bought you know did you get some kind of um, really good uh, consigner who who with smoke and mirrors got this horse up there looking the way it did and it wasn't really you know you got fooled you know or something like that but this horse every time i see him i'm just more and more impressed with him physically um seems to already have a great mind too but um he he physically he looks to me like a a route of ground and he, he's bred to be a route of ground two-turn type of horse i think he is you know, physically, he looks like the sort where, um, you know, he's going to be a back end two year old, early three year old, uh, kind of our, our, the, the, our meat and potatoes kind of development that we usually get. And I expect he's, he's going to want to run, uh, you know, two turns, miles or further. But he's just, um, everybody that sees him falls in love with him i mean he's he's got size scope strength uh and looks very athletic too he's a big horse but he's an but he's not too big he's he's just big enough you know mm -hmm. and um looks very capable very athletic uh, with some quickness in there to boot you know yeah yeah and i think a lot of the you know a lot of folks unless you're you know, pretty avid racing fans and, and obviously a lot of our partners are 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 just that but even still you know Tom's the Todd was not exactly a household name you know he's a, he's a very solid racehorse but you know he was not one of those horses that was in that you know in that triple crown um trail at any point of his career really you know he didn't get started until later in his three-year-old year and 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 you know he didn't get into stakes company until he was five years old you know he won he won at three he won three times at four um but but he was not 
you know, he, he was running in that older division is when he, you know, is when he got really good. And I think therefore a lot of people maybe aren't, um, you know, clued into to who he, who he is or who he was on the racetrack and how good he was. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, Tom Siatat is a son of smart strike and he was, he was kind of the last great son of, of smart strike. And uh, we all know who else is a son of smart strike Curlin, you know, and, you know, I, I, I kind of see, you know, I don't see why Tom's Diatot years down the road can't be a, a he, he, I anticipate he could be on everybody's mind. You know, he could be standing for 30, 40, $50,000 in five or six years. Um, and a lot of it comes that he's got that strong sire line. He's, he's by a sire of sires. And he was, you know, it, it took him a little while but he was grade one winner, uh, won a Clark with 105 buyer. He had 10 triple digit buyer races. And um, to me that he's a buy low, sell high, you know, uh, the potential is really there for, you know, quite, you know, Tom's Diatot is flying beneath the radar uh, right now, but, you know, I see his progeny, you know, there were some other Tom's Diatots at the sale that I really liked too. Um maybe couldn't afford them, maybe didn't have the, uh, you know, the vet report that we needed, but I really liked what I saw out of Tom's Detot. And, and, and like I say, you got to be careful with Tom's Detot because he's by smart strike. He, his sons could really step up and be, you know, a big time sire or something you can't even hardly get to in a couple of years time. Um, and, and I see this horse kind of developing along those lines, you know, he's not going to be, super quick, super early, running four and a half, five furlongs. He's going to be the sort that's ready when the real running for two-year-olds gets started later on the year and into their three-year-old year. But, um, you know, I, like I say, I, I've always been very impressed with him. Seems like every time I go see him, I'm even more impressed with him. And, um, and anybody I talk to, I, I'm kind of beating the drum on him because I feel like he, he not just him, but uh, not just his sire, but uh, the the Colt himself is kind of flying below everybody's radar, and I, I just I just kind of grab any partner I can find and say, "Gosh, don't fall asleep at the wheel on this horse," because um, I, th I think he's got a ton of, a, of potential. I thought you were about to say something, Patty. Go ahead. Oh well, I think we all inhaled at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> we were holding our breath, hoping that Mark had more to say. Sorry. Well, well, no, no. I mean, it's it's interesting. I was just gonna say that it, it's it's interesting to me because it's like it's because we were we actually discussed it yesterday as well. Was the the like the the missing out factor? How many partners later on go up to you and say, "Oh, I wish I'd gotten in on on so and so on somebody." And it's like, and here, like, you're literally being told, don't miss out. Like, you know, and and I think that's a, it says a lot when the person who bought the horse is still so high on the horse. He's like, please, please, please listen to me. Like, I think it says yeah, a lot. And, and that's happened a lot over the years, you know, you know, you tick off our, some of our best horses, Temple City Terror, uh, you know, Irish Aces is looking like he might, you know, uh, knock wood, become you know, one of our better runners and, and copper plate and um, aces high. And I, I talk to people afterwards and they always say, you know, gosh, I wish I was in on that. One. I wish I was in on that one. And why didn't you, know, you tell me about that one? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me about that? one? 
And, uh, you know, and the best way to do that at the end of the day is to, you know, take your budget and spread it across as many uh, horses as possible. Because at the end of the day, nobody knows which one's going to be the, our, our, our big horses. Um, but, you know, so the best way, like I say, is to, is to spread it out a little bit, but he's one in particular that, and he is, he's one that, you know, this is what everybody's looking for. You know, they're looking for, you know, I don't want to say he's going to be, you know, on the triple crown trail or anything like that. It's too soon. I don't that we, it's hard to know exactly how much talent he has right now, but he has the makings of that kind of horse, you know, um, a horse that's, you, you look at your uh, triple crown races, your triple crown horses, they want to, uh, they usually get started around the back end of their two-year-old, early three-year-old. You're seeing that more and more out of those type of horses. They want to go around a ground uh, and they have speed, but they can carry it far. And I think, you know, looking at him physically, looking at his pedigree, he can be that type of horse that, um, He's going to be ready when the real running gets started. He looks like he's got speed. Um, and based on his pedigree and his physical, I think he's the kind that can carry that speed over a route of ground as well. So here's one that, you know, people could really be kicking themselves. Um, and, and we just want to do everything we can right now to make sure everybody knows, you know, the potential he's got. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned the pedigree, uh, you know, to carry that route of ground. I mean, you know, Tom's a Todd, obviously, smart strike on the top. He's out of a summer squall mare. Um, that and you know, summer squall definitely can 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 go, you know, his his he'd go a long way. He so, was, yeah, he was a derby. Um, well, and yeah, her and, her sisters, his damn sisters, are wildly productive. Like, I think I counted like 24 or 25 black type earners of some kind. From just there's, there's a lot of black type yeah. on the page for sure, and and the first dam, you know, this the she's got a couple uh, stakes placed horses, uh, you know, one in six figures, uh, one of them's already uh, had one of those uh, one of those mares has already had a, a stakes winner, uh, then you got you know again all kinds on in the second uh, in the second dam as well, so uh, you know there, there's a lot on the page to like, and um, you know again just. Uh, it just just if you haven't heard heard of Tom's to Todd, don't make that a, don't let that be a reason that uh, you don't jump on board. Yeah, uh, like I say, you just you got to be careful with that smart strike, and you on top and on the bottom, there's a lot of quality in this pedigree. You know, uh, as you go back and up close, um, and like I, I think he's got the makings to have the requisite amount of speed he needs because I feel very confident he'll carry it over a route of ground. The question is, will he have the speed? Because you st even if you're going a mile and a quarter to a mile and an eighth, you still have to have speed. And he looks like that kind of sort. He's not a coarse kind of plow horse. He's got that angle on his shoulder. He's got that big engine, and big gaskets. So, um, you know, I, I think he's got – that's why he's got a lot of potential. He can be that kind of horse that has speed and the ability to carry it over a route of ground. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's switch gears and start talking about some of the ladies. Um, okay. First one, the first one that we bought out of the sale uh, was uh, the Philly by Dialed In out of Honored Promise. Honored Promise is by Spites, is out of a, is by Spites Town. Um, you know, Dialed In, man, he just, he just gives you good runners. Uh, yeah. Bottom line, he's a, 
great value sire. He's one of the best value sires in the country. I think he stands for $15,000 and he just, he just gets good racehorses. Yeah. And this is one that, you know, you talk about the, the different things we have, we've got uh, um, several by young sires that uh, could be the next great sire that have a lot of potential, exciting young sires. This is a filly who's by a very well-established sire who we know uh, year in and year out. I think last year alone, he had uh, $8 million in earnings by his progeny over a lifetime of uh, a lot of horses he sired. Their uh, average earnings is um, well over $80,000 per horse, you know, and, um, you know, you, you know more. These other horses, they're by young sires getting their first crops, but with dialed in, you know how solid he is. You know um, that I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw where year by year analysis, um, 80% of them or 60% of them make it to the races in a given year in, in, Almost forty percent of them, or well, I think it was over forty percent. Oh yeah, he's got he's got sixty five percent runners from foals, starters from foals, and forty five percent winners. Yeah, and that's that's not a small sample size either. You know, no, it's eight hundred forty five um, lifetime foals of racing age. So that's 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 a fair number. So you're getting a family, uh, you know, paper and pedigree. What's on paper? You're getting something that's that's really proven. Physically, her herself. Um, I remember when I saw her in the back ring at the sales. She she caught my eye with her athleticism. Um, again, enough size, scope, strength. She walks really well. Uh, I remember her being very uh, calm at the sale. Um, she she didn't turn a hair. You know, she wasn't affected by the noise. People, you know, pulling her out. Uh, she just went through her paces and looked like she had a really good mind. Um, this filly, she's a May foal. Uh, she's up behind. I think she's she's going to grow. I think she's the kind of filly we liked in September. We bought her. But when we see her next May and June, she's just going to be a showstopper, a stunner. Um, and, you know, and so far she's gone all the right way. Um and she's one, like I say, and it, I see my, I see the most change in these yearlings that we buy in kind of early spring of their two-year-old years. So we're kind of, we're getting close to that time. And with her, I knew I really liked her when we bought her. Uh, but I, I, I felt like she was kind of one of my crystal ball horses, I call them, because I knew she had changing to do because she was up behind, because she's a Mayfoal. Uh, but I see it going the right way, really, you know, and and um, we've already we've started her on her little winter break. And I think when she comes out of that and she starts training and starts breezing, um, you know, she's we're going to see uh, she's going to get even better and better with time and with more training. Um, so and I also see her uh, she's a a Philly version of the Tom's Dia talk cult. Um, I don't, he doesn't have a lot of growing to do. She does. Um, she has some growing to do, um, but I still see her as kind of a back end two-year-old route of ground type of Philly. Um, and again, you know, the type, any kind of two-turn route of ground family that I'm looking at, I want to see physically some speed 
you know, that I believe on paper or especially what I'm looking at, that they're going to have the ability to have speed too. And she's just the same with him. They both look like and are bred like two-turn horses, but they look like they'll have speed too. And she's out of a Spikestown mare. So it all kind of adds up. And, 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 and that's what I see her as, uh, you know, kind of a Philly version of, of the Tom's Diatotical. Yeah, and, you know, just uh, talking about dialed in and just highlight some of his better runners uh, over the years. And defunded is $1.6 million earner, grade one winner, super stock, grade one winner, a millionaire. Uh, get her number, didn't, uh, didn't make the million dollar mark, but a grade one winner. Uh, Mr. Wireless, a grade three winner of, of over a million dollars. And then the, his big one is Gunavera, uh, you know, one over five, five and a half million dollars. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that's the most successful horse that he's had so far. And we, we actually had almost had a, we almost had a little piece of, or had an opportunity to have a little piece yeah. of Gunavera. Yeah, so we were approached about buying uh, a percentage of him, and and we tried to do it, uh, you know, coulda and shoulda and woulda, but it, it was a money thing, you know. We we wanted to do it, uh, just we couldn't round the money up together. And uh, I remember him, you know, we 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 just couldn't get that deal together. And then over the next year, he start he starts winning all these big races. He's in Dubai running. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, he he he'd already won a couple races. You know, yeah. he already had had some success. So it wasn't like you know, because because they came at us at, at two hundred thousand for ten percent, I think, or maybe fifteen percent. Yeah, it was, it, it was a large number. I uh, didn't feel too bad about it because it just we made some phone calls trying to round the money up, but uh, it, it it didn't happen. I, yeah, it wasn't going to happen. And something else I'd point out to to people is look at the second. Okay, this filly is by dialed in out of a spikes town. You look at this second dam of this mare and all these good graded stakes horse, Receptica, who she's who is she by? Spikestown. Defiant Honor, who's she by? Spikestown. Bourbon Calling, who's he by? Dialed in. You see a pattern here. All these good horse, you, she's out of a young mare. You, and that's what they've done when they, when uh, they're really smart over there at Darby Dan. You know, the history speaks for itself. I'm sure whoever bred this filly was looking at this family and looking how dialed in Spikestown is all over the second dam of this horse. And that's that's what they've done. They've got this Spikestown mare and they've bred it to dialed in because it's worked so well in the past. And um, and you've got that stamina mix of stamina and speed that we love. And, and when I look at her, it, it, everything just makes sense uh you know they got what they were trying to get when they bred her um obviously something that wants to go two turns route of ground but they've they've got a horse that looks like it's got speed too yeah all right so let's dig in next let's talk about uh our philly by mckenzie out of magic spell yes mckenzie obviously a a very very popular horse when he was running um you know I, I recall i just remember people uh you know they were just gaga or they loved mckenzie four time um, grade one with a great career that's that's right so and he beat and he beat tom's day mm. one time they met i hadn't put that together yet i think it was in the aladar i don't remember off the top of my head somebody will probably correct me later on in, on facebook but 
I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where I saw it, but I know I know at one point they did face each other and Mackenzie won. <laughs> so. And the Alishiba, you mean? The Alishiba. Okay. Yeah. One of the A's. Good horse, all the same. Yep. But the wrong good A horse. <laughs> yeah, Mackenzie, great eight eight time winner out of and you know fourteen times in the money in eighteen races, won almost three and a half million dollars. Grade one, a graded stakes winner at two, graded stakes winner at three, graded stakes winner at four. Uh, and graded stakes winner at five. I mean, are you kidding me? And, and he won yeah. graded stakes all the way from, you know, from seven furlongs uh, to nine furlongs. So he, he had a little bit of flexibility, a little versatility about him. And all over the country too, if I remember correctly, because yeah. he was a California mm -hmm. horse, wasn't he, for a long time? Yes, that's right. Yeah, I, and over the years that we've been doing this, Jared, how many times have we tried to buy a street since? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I just have always been a, a huge fan of, of uh, Street Sense as a as a racehorse and as a sire. And it just seems like over the years, there's been dozens of them that we've tried to buy. Just always too much money, you know. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm really happy to have this daughter of a son of Street Sense. I, I, I like that sire. And um you know, physically, she is she is a good size filly. She is again uh, a filly that's got plenty of size, plenty of strength, plenty of scope. The ground she stands over. That you know, I, I don't think we're ever going to have a horse that doesn't have those kind of attributes. It's what we're looking for. Uh, but she she reminds me of a dirt horse. She's got the physique and the frame for that. I think that. Um, um, when she comes along she you know it, with her i think it's putting too fine a point on it with when she's going to be i think the others i'm kind of comfortable or kind of back into your old route of ground two turn with her we'll see i know at the farm uh, uh you know i talked to joey over there the assistant trainer and he's he's gaga over i mean he's this is this feels the first thing he wants to talk about, you know, uh, and Joey knows what he's looking at. And he's he's helped uh, uh, develop a lot, a lot of horses with uh, with Kevin over there. And um, she she's still going. She's in training. We haven't given her her break yet because everything we do with her, she's just um, she's eating it up. You know, she loves training. She loves to go to the track. Um you know, we'll see when she's ready. I'm pretty sure she's, she looks like a dirt horse. She, and again, she looks like she'll have speed. We'll see how far she wants to take it. Um, but uh, just, I've, I, I've always, I love that street sense McKenzie. And um, I would say that when I went to the sale, I, 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 I didn't, I don't, I didn't have McKenzie. I wasn't necessarily looking for a McKenzie. Um, I, I probably had it in my head that they were going to cost too much anyway, but when I saw her, I just, you know, oh my goodness, this thing's by McKenzie. I like McKenzie. Um, you know, let's see if we can do it, you know, because I like her so much at the sale physically. And she's yeah, we, another uh, one. Go ahead. Go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go I, was ahead. Gonna, I was gonna talk about how, you know, when, when we saw her because we all saw her kind of at the same time, we all being. You, myself, and and Kevin from Silver Springs, we're all sitting on the wall out there at the very, very back ring, and we're all talking and we're watching horses go by, watching horses go by, chit chatting, you know, BS and all that. And all of a sudden, she walks past us for the first time, 
And yeah. we all just stopped talking. We all watched her go by. And without anybody saying a word, we all just started walking up to the gap so we could get in and take a closer look at her. And, and that, you know, it just never happens. Yeah. And that goes to show how, you know, we were there for, we were always there for hours and hours. And you just see the same thing walking by, walking by, you know, you glance up, no, 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 no. And then when, when you, when you see something special, boom, you know, doesn't mean you're going to buy it straight off, but you see something that's different, better than everything else that's been walking through there, you know, and everybody saw it straight away. And as we, we take a closer look at her, you know, we just like her even more. Um, I, I don't remember specifically, but I'm sure as we were walking up there to bid on her, my thinking was, uh, you know, we're probably not going to get this thing. We're, so, um, you know, I, I, I feel lucky that we, we got this Philly, especially McKenzie, uh, something out of a, you know, uh, this, he's a young sire who's got a ton of potentials. His, his, his yearling sold for quite a bit of money, you know? Um, and I, I think one slipped through here for us, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's the benefit of, uh, you know, what, what we do sitting out there all that time and, and 4,000 some odd horses going through the ring you know, some nice horses are bound to slip through the cracks and yeah, you just and can't see them all. Yeah, and I think people, especially at that Keeneland September sale, uh, with it's different because there are so many horses and it lasts so long. Sometimes you just find a good deal. There might have been one person, or just say there was one other person that was on her who didn't make it up there or who bought, spent their budget the um, two... 10 horses earlier, you know, and had they still been alive when she came up, you know, they could have blown us out of the water. You know, you stand there long enough and, and a horse that you, you like, you're interested in and you want to have the, you know, like I say, if you stand there long enough, something will break through for you sooner or later. And, and we had to stretch for her, as I recall. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I, 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 I remember that, that um, I remember looking at you, you know, uh, that this is one of those where I have to, I feel confident to a certain point. And then I got to look at Jared to get the nod if we can still keep going. And I got the nod from you. So, uh, and, and I think it's really going to pay off for us. Yeah, um, just a little bit about her dam. She's she had a magic spell. It was by Majestic Perfection. Um, won 200 and some thousand dollars. Stakes, uh, stakes placed. And this is the first foal, uh, so you know she's she's got some you know a little bit of talent on 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 top and bottom, and um, you know just uh, like I said, just like I said, you know, go out go out to Silver Springs sometime and ask Joey uh, which of these two year olds <laughs> do you like, and he, uh, he'll talk your ear off for about the next fifteen minutes about this filly. And here it is again, you know, it's, and it's no accident, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I'm looking for, we generally get, we're, we're value shoppers and we get horses that are going to be route of ground, two turn sorts. So I, you know, those are the horses are bread and butter, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking for horses, those kind of horses who look like they're going to have speed too. So you've got McKenzie, um, who won the Whitney, the Pennsylvania Derby. He also had a lot of speed himself, but she's out of a majestic perfection uh mayor which should inject some speed in the equation and um 
that that's our MO, you know, route ground horses that look like they've got some speed too. And we'll just see how far they can take it. Yeah. So uh, our last uh, two-year-old of the bunch is a gorgeous little filly by a sire that I will be honest with you. I had never heard of up until the point that Mark said, Oh, Hey, by the way, I bought a Caracaro filly. Yeah. And I was like, what, who's that? Uh, but man, when you see her, you're like, Oh, I totally get it totally makes sense because she is absolutely gorgeous and i think a couple of reasons well first of all i i, I love this philly you know uh and i know caracaro had an abbreviated career i don't you know i don't know why my guess is it was probably some maybe some kind of soundness issue i'm not sure um but he was a you know when he did run he was a he was a fast racehorse and what I but what I do like about him is he's a son of Uncle Mo, and um, I, I think over time it, it's a little early for Uncle Mo yet, but I, I believe he'll te- develop into a sire of sires. Um, she looks, she is just a rocket ship. Um, you know, she's got just enough size. She she is up behind. She's got some growing to do. I don't think a a ton. Uh, we anticipate she, she's one that we're not going to, you know, she's going to get a break, but we don't anticipate, you know, sticking her in the barn and just forgetting about her for, you know, or, turn, or kicking her out, and just forgetting about her for 30 to 60 days. We're going to give her every chance. She'll ultimately tell us what she is, but we're going to give her every chance to be an early type for us, you know, not necessarily an early type, in general, like April or May, but we think she can be a summer type filly because she's so handy and she's so fast looking. She's just, she's got this huge engine, huge hip, a great 45 degree angle on her shoulder, uh, great strength in her gaskets. Um, she was at Margo for a while and, um, the trainer there, the new trainer is a guy we've worked with a lot in the past. Um, his name's John Gleason. Um, and John was heavily involved in the two-year-olds in Ocala for decades through Woodford Farm. And he told me this is a filly that he would have purchased and tried to flip himself uh, as a two-year-old. He thought she would be great for the two-year-old sales. It's not what we're going to do with her, but a guy who was so familiar with, with the two-year-old process you know, when he says things like that, that's why we want to give her every opportunity to be an early type. And and another thing is, I think we're really, those Caracaros, uh, they sold really well uh, relative to his stud fee. I think we're lucky to have her, and there's a little bit of a story there. First off, if she wasn't the first horse in the ring that day, she was the second. And that's why I had to tell Jared that we bought this Caracaro because he wasn't there. Um, he had something else to do early. And she actually went through the ring and didn't meet her reserve. And what happened was is she was being sold by Crestwood. Uh, uh, Mark McLean and his brother, they, the very smart, great breeders. The family's been at it for generations. Um she went through the the ring and didn't meet her reserve. And I think a part of that is she had such a bad post. She was one of the first hips in the ring that day. 
but they had protected her up to a big number because they own the mayor. They, they stand the stallion. They didn't want her selling inexpensively to, um, to Puerto Rico or Russia or someplace like that, where she would go to and never be heard of again. They wanted to manage not just the sale of her, but, her career as best they could because they're counting on her to help the mayor. Uh, they're counting on her to help Caracaro himself. And uh, so what happened was they knew I was interested. I was hovering around her all over the place, you know? So she doesn't meet a reserve. I go talk to them and they say, you know, look, they tell me the story. Look, you know, we put this big reserve because we, we didn't want somebody getting her cheap we'll sell her to you for what was the price Jared we wound up paying for? We paid 30 for it. Yeah. I think the reserve was 40. And it's 40 or 45. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a big reserve and, and, and they were willing to back. I, I, I told them, this is what I have. This is what I can spend. Um, I, I think we'd already kind of, we're getting close to the end of what our budget was and we had to be really tight. I just, we thought this was going to be our last horse probably. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We thought it was going to be our last horse. I think we and thought that twice this year. <laughs> yeah, that twice. We, 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 we stopped buying twice. <laughs> at, at, that time, at that time, I thought that was the last 30 grand we had. So, um, I, I re remember telling Mark, you know, it's just all I could do. And, um, but they, they know pocket aces, uh, very well. They, they know that this horse will get every opportunity to be the best she can be. And they were willing to sell it to us, uh, for that kind of price because they thought, you know, they were, they were taking a haircut short term, but they really thought it would pay off for in the long term uh because this and 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 i do some breeding for some other clients and i have mares that were ruined not necessarily because their progeny ran poorly but because they sold inexpensively and went to argentina to korea uh to russia and not to put those places down it's just nobody you know buyers really don't keep care. track of it and, and and it and it ruins the mayor and they weren't going to have that happen to her. Uh, and like I say, they're counting on her for the stallion too. So uh, just felt really, everything just kind of felt in, like it fell in place on that deal for that filly. And I'm, uh, I'm really glad we got her. Yeah. I mean, you know, the fact that they're willing to take less money for her than they felt like she was worth because they think she's presents that much you know, longer term value for the stallion and for the mayor I think really speaks a lot for what we've got in her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just a little more background on, on, on her pedigree. You know, she's about out of a welcome aboard who was by rock hard 10. She won eight races from three to five, including the Opelousa stakes, won over $220,000. Uh, she's got a couple winners on the ground already. Uh, you know, so, and your rock hard 10 is by Chris S. So you can get a little bit of turf in there with rock hard 10. Uh, Uncle Mo can get you a little bit of turf, uh, Uncle, and then you know, Uncle Mo, and then Caracaro is also out of a, a warfront mare, um, so you know, ought to be able to run a, a long ways at some point. But Rockhart Ten, I guess Rockhart Ten was a route of ground horse, wasn't he? Yeah, it is. Again, it's uh, it's speed yeah. and stamina. Um, 
just flipped, you know, speed on top, stamina on the bottom. Um, there are some turf aspects to uh, your right, Jared. There are some turf aspects to her family. Um, and she she might turn out to like the turf. But when I look at her, she she just all dirt is what she says to me. Well, and, and speaking to that, too, like I actually have an interesting update on Kara Caro's uh, sisters. Because his dam actually was sold to Australia, which is like the home of turf speed. Like they love their turf sprints down there. Mm-hmm. And his um his the the he has three half sisters that were born since his his dam got sent uh was sent down there. One of them is already a stakes horse. One of them is a Australian, I think group two or group three winner. And another one this year, I think, is placed in a stakes and she sold for like five hundred and ten thousand Australian. So they're being really, so his, his family is very well received down there right now as well, too. So kind of a little addition to that. Yeah, I saw, that's good stuff. Yeah. Cause I saw actually, cause I saw her recently. I, I don't remember what I was writing, but I saw her and I was like, Oh, I recognize the name. So I got really excited. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we had a, we had a Philly named peacetime. Many years I was ago. just getting ready to bring that up. I, when I first <laughs> saw that, I'm like, Oh, huh, what did she have? A, a, <laughs> they bred her to uncle Mo, you know, that, that was a Philly we had. You know, back when they, we were doing five starts a year, you know, uh, yeah. she she won a couple races for it. No, no, that was the first Philly peacetime. No, uh, first one was Victory Morning, and then Victory Morning was the second we bought. Uh, second we bought her at Bates Tipton um, for nine thousand after after Victory Morning had broken her maiden, I believe. That's right. That's right. And um, she she ran her eye, bless her heart, that little Philly. She ran her eyeballs out every time. She tried. She just uh, if she had. Half as much speed as she had will, she'd have, she'd have been a damn good filly. But when, you know, when I realized and, uh, hit the board a lot, just uh, just yeah. didn't have, always have what it took to win. When I realized that it was the wrong piece time is when I saw this one's by Warfront. Uh, yeah, we, right. We <laughs> not, not not she was not by Warfront. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, in, in talking to Caracaro, you know the. the there have been uh, plenty of good stallions over the years that had um, unstellar, uh, you know, less than over, less than overwhelming uh, race careers. The the big one for me that comes to mind is Malibu Moon. Uh, you know, he ran once or twice, I guess, and became one of the best stallions in North America. I think, I think standing for around a hundred, hundred twenty-five thousand dollars at one point along the way. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, just because Caracaro uh, didn't have just a, an outstanding stellar race career, I mean, my goodness, again, you know, Uncle Mo and Warfront in that, I mean, Mike, well, uh, you can't ask for much better bread than that. Yeah, and history's littered with the top stallions who, you know, Mr. Prospector, he won a little stake. Uh, I think he was a Florida bred himself, and mm-hmm. he won a, a little stake or two. Um, you know, I think he ran – several you know it wasn't for a lack of starts it was just um he didn't have a stellar he wasn't a great stakes winner a danzig who is the sire of warfront uh, i'm pretty sure he ran just three times and never got any black type so um you know and the 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 common denominator in those is their sire lines and that's why they get a chance even though they didn't perform because they're from very strong sire lines and Caracaro is by a very strong Uncle Mo Indian Charlie Sire. 
So, you know, that, I feel like that's, that's a pretty good, um, you know, roundup on, on the two-year-olds and we got a little bit of time left. So I'd love to talk about uh, the one mayor that we have some availability in due to some, you know, special circumstances that, that our partners are familiar with, um, with that spell book. And she is in full to Matoli with a due date of February 9th. She, uh, yeah. Do we have a contest going on that one, Jared, or we We do have a contest going on. I I don't, I've got all those, uh, written down somewhere. I don't know where though. She is, you know, I, I, I just, from the very beginning, I knew that she was going to be something that we were going to hold on to as a, as a broodmare prospect, because she's just, she's what everybody is looking for in uh in a brood in a broodmare uh especially commercially you know small racehorses can be very good racehorses you know size doesn't matter so much on the track but over the years i've found big sales cells you know if you're if you're doing this commercially you want to have big babies big foals big yearlings it's just what the market likes you know, these smaller ones are the ones that we buy inexpensively and, and, and race for years and earn a hundred, 200,000 with, them, you know, but when we're, we're selling, we're trying to get as much money as we can from them for them. And it's just a different, uh, we have a different hat on. And, um, a really good breeder told me one time that black cats or black kittens come from black cats, you know? So you're looking for these mares that are big, that have a lot of bone that are correct. And, uh, that's just her to a T she's 16 hands plus probably weighs uh, 1300 pounds. When, even when she's not pregnant, uh, sturdy, correct. And, uh, you know, I, I, if we didn't have her, we bought her as a yearling, but if I'd have seen her two or three years later being offered as a, a broodmare prospect, I'd have snapped her up in a heartbeat you know and she's got some uh pedigree to back that up too she's uh she's a half to a really nice horse named bill kong and uh another stakes placed horse i believe and uh and i also think that she is the perfect mare to go to matoli matoli um as most people might know he, he is not the biggest uh uh horse in the world he's just handy size so you know, we wanted to breed Matoli to Matoli because he offers such a great value. And, you know, we anticipated when we were making the decision who to breed to her, we anticipated that he would be the leading freshman sire. And, and we were right on that. He is. Uh, but I'd say you want to breed a certain, you know, be careful the certain, you wouldn't want to breed a small, uh, slight mare to, uh, to Matoli. Uh, she's an ideal kind of mare. So you've got this stallion that just won the, um, the freshman sire, uh, leading freshman sire for 2023. I think he's going to have an even bigger 24 because people don't, you know, they, they might not realize he wasn't a two-year-old himself, despite not being a two-year-old himself, he was the leading freshman sire but he really got going when he was three. So all these good two-year-olds, I think they're just going to carry it into their three-year-old year. And there's going to continue to be uh, a lot of buzz on Matoli. A and B, we've bred the right kind of mare to Matoli, a big tank of a mare. 
So um, hopefully, you know, what we're hoping to position ourselves for is a lot of buzz on Matoli at the end of the year and a big, good looking one. Yeah, I mean, it was nothing to be, you know, again, be sitting, walk, watching the horses walk around that ring and you'd see one come up that was just, you know, obviously smaller than everything else that's up there. And right. nine times out of 10, you look at the catalog and it was a Matoli. And they yeah. still go up there and sell well. Yeah. Uh, so you know, hopefully, with uh, getting some si- a little size injected into into this baby, uh, then you, you got a really really nice sales horse. And and you know and you, you know I know you've talked about this before, but you know kind of backing up what you're talking about with with him having that what we think is going to be a big 2024. You know, he, he was in second. Matoli was in second, and third on the freshman sire list for most of of the year, and uh, caught up. And overtook, um, what was it Maximus Mischief or whoever it was? I think it was he, Maximus he, he, Mischief. Anyway, yeah, he overtook Maximus Mischief. Mischief that that other one uh, <laughs> at the uh, at the end of the year. Uh, you know, it was then that last four to six weeks of the year that Matoli came on and took over the top spot and held on to it because you know, his two year olds were just starting to really really get going. Yeah, I was just talking to Susan Anderson about that, how it's not, I don't think it's a coincidence. He kind of, he kind of smoke and mirrors through the better part of the year, uh, just kind of holding on, keeping himself within striking range. And then as time wore on, and again, he, they, these horses probably going to be better when they're three if they're anything like their sire and i don't think it was a coincidence that as these two-year-olds started maturing more and more and more on the uh, at the end of the year he's got this big surge and i i think that surge will run right through 2024 and that's big correct sexy those are the things that make you a lot of money and we are in, in good vet reports um, on that, you kind of just have to have to cross your fingers and hope, but everything, <laughs> hold, your we, breath. <laughs> hold your breath, uh, but everything we can manage to position ourselves for a big sale. I think we're doing pretty well. Yep. And again, we got a little bit left in her uh, again, due to some, uh, you know, unfortunate circumstances with one of our other partners, one, a long time partner. And um, you know, she's just, I, I was out to see her, last week or week before last and i mean it just she, she has taken to being a mother this is what she was meant to do uh you know she had issues with soundness on on the racetrack unfortunately uh but uh, you know it's seeing her in full uh, you know getting close to her due date you know it just feels like that this this was what her path was meant to be and, um, that's a that i was going to say something along those lines that she was born to be a broodmare i think she just got a little when we bought her she was a big filly um but she just got you know it's hard to know when they're going to start you know you don't really know what they're going to end up being you know i feel like you know 80 85% of our yearlings we buy, they eventually grow into what I anticipated. You get these horses that just, I didn't see that coming. And that was kind of her. She just, she's, she's 16 too, I believe. I, I, uh, yeah. Every bit of it. Yeah. And, um, 
so to your point, she I think she was born to be a broodmare. Yeah, and she she definitely she definitely looks the part uh, these days for sure. So. Um, that's 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 about all that I I really wanted to accomplish today. Again, just kind of give a little a little deeper dive, a little more information, a little more of our uh, more well more Mark's thought processes and 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 what he sees in these in these um, prospect racing prospects and uh, you know just make sure that that everybody's got as much information as we can provide them because uh, you know we obviously we don't know which of these are is going to work out if any uh maybe it's the other two that are already sold out you know we don't know we we, we can't we can't guess but everything that we've seen out of all of these so far uh has just left us really really happy and optimistic about where they're going to go in the future so um you know, this is going to be our it's going to happen between now and the time they start running but go ahead this is going to be our best crop ever uh, i you know I'm talking about racehorses, so it's, you know, I can't say for certain, uh, but I feel as confident as I can be that, you know, these four, the other two, however you want to uh, mix it up, they, these four, four are a big part of the six, obviously, so, but I think this group, this bunch is going to be our best crop ever. Oh. I have never heard him say make a statement like that in the almost twenty years we've been doing this. I mean, yep. That's so, bold for the racing that's people. That's bold. bold. <laughs> I, I, I made my mind up on that when I went out to Margo to to look at them again before they, you know, we switched everything over to Silver Springs, and uh, you know, I'd seen everything at Silver Springs recently, and it just, I, I am happier with you know from when we bought them purchased them till today even nobody's taken a step backward there there's no problems i mean not only not only has 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 there been no steps backwards nobody's run into a fence nobody's got their head caught under a fence you know um <laughs> it's all you know every year it's always something and yep. these horses have just progressed boom 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 and when i see them physically I've never had a, a, a doubt. Uh, You've never had buyer's remorse. I've never had buyer's remorse, you know, uh, which, you know, that kind of implies that uh, past times I have, but uh, <laughs> um, so, but it, no, it's but, like you said earlier, it's not that it's not that you had remorse, but it's just that they're not that's, a, that's it. Quite the they're way. just not always exactly, you know, these, these horses, you helped me put my thoughts together. These horses have, they haven't matured a ton. It hasn't been that long, but everybody has progressed as expected, which doesn't happen every year. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's, uh, that, that's it for, that's it for us, you know, as always, uh, for the partners and non-partners that are listening uh, you have questions you have uh you know you're, you're interested in learning more reach out to us give us a call our contact information is on pocketacesracing.com we're also on all the socials as patty mm -hmm. we'll, let's we'll tell you later you can reach us easily enough we're always available to answer questions and and uh you know share what we know and um you know i just uh, take a good look at all of them i think you'll you'll find something you like hopefully some several somethings yeah because we do have a multi-horse discount 
That's right. <laughs> all right, Patty, take us home. Yep. And like Jared said earlier, we are on all the social media platforms. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's under Pocket Aces Racing. We're also on YouTube. We got a little own little page going over there. Make sure you hit the bell so you get all the notifications when those videos start going up and when we finally start getting some of these features processed and rolling out. Oh, Lord help me. Um, I've, I've got so much content planned. I'm so excited, but you also kind of forget it to work. So bear with me, folks. We'll get there. I have some exciting stuff planned for you guys. Um, but other than that, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning back in. And as I remind everybody, happy Wednesday. Have a good Wednesday. Make good choices. And the podcast is out. <laughs>